Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Did I Ask podcast with Em and Deck. I'm Em, he's Deck. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah, wee oui, wee. Oui. Um, how was your day, Deck? Um, it was great. I went to school. How was your day? <laughs> um, it was it was great. I went on a run and then. Okay, great. Hey, <laughs> this one, in this episode, we have a very very special guest, a close friend mm. of mine. Yeah. Rain! Don't call me Rain! That. We're not friends. You forced me to be here. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are the same. So, introduce yourself, Rain. Tell us a My fun name, fact about you. A fun fact. Oh, this is... I didn't come prepare. A fun fact. Okay, so my name is Rainia, um, also known as Rain. A fun fact about me is... um. I have a raven with googly eyes on it. You have a raven with googly eyes? That's incredible. Know, That's the funniest fact I've it. heard anybody say, and I'm being genuine right now. I know I sound sarcastic, <laughs> but I'm being genuine. A boy from Sainsbury's and I put googly eyes on it, okay? This, if that doesn't sum me up, I don't know if I'm dark. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's fair enough. So, okay, great. Um... <laughs> Let me do it, <laughs> Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay um on this on the, our very our third episode guys it's lasted mm. um we are going to be talking about lgbt dating and relationships yes fun. we have so much experience with that don't we <laughs> i don't know about you um, magnet oh my god dude magnet oh. i'm a proper mince magnet me stop I get all the birds. Okay, my name's still birds. Dale Hunter. My name's <laughs> still Dale Hunter. Oh yeah, uh, Rain's name on Zoom is Dale Hunter sixty nine. So I, if that doesn't tell you anything about him, I don't know what will. Um, anyway, so, so um, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me let me start us off because I feel like okay, yes. we need someone to keep us tethered because last time we went off on many tangents about light bulbs. It was good. Come on. It was quite funny. Anyway, so um I just okay. (laughs) (laughs) You told us that you were gonna give us ten minutes and get the fucking words out. Do you want me to start it? Okay. What was your coming out story? Rain, tell us your coming out story if you would feel comfortable with doing that. Well, basically, it started off like on Instagram. I was experimenting with different pronouns. Ow. I was experimenting with different pronouns. And I was like, yeah, they, them, like anything other than she, her. Because for a long time, I just felt discontent with people just calling me that. Like, I felt an icky feeling and it just didn't feel right. And yeah, then it started off with that. And then in the new year, I was like, this isn't right. I need to address something that hasn't been right for a very long time. And I was like, I need a new name. I need a new... I need to start fresh and social media was the best way to start that so my friends got mm-hmm. messaging me like oh what do you want to call me what what do you want like all like this that or the other and it just sort of progressed from there and it was mainly over lockdown because obviously I wasn't seeing people and it was easy to build my identity when people weren't like around and you know constantly have eyes looking at me at school and following me every step of the way so when it all like when I came back from school it was really amazing because when I the first day I came back to school from lockdown 
Jenny like just like ran up to me and was like hi Rain I love you Rain and I was just like and it just yeah. hurt because I was like oh my god like it's not just because a part of me was like oh they're just gonna ignore it they're just gonna be like oh yeah that's your social media thing but they're like okay well, what do you want to call what do you want me to call you what do you want like all that and they were like okay you're right and they just accepted it and they didn't make a big deal out of it which is what I wanted that's mostly with my friends but with my brother um it was very much um he sort of just went are you a boy and I was just like What a way to put it. my room and said, are you a boy? And then I was just like, well, I sure would like to be. He was like, oh, okay. And then when Aww. he went, are That's you a boy? So and you went, yes. Yeah, who said? <laughs> who said? <laughs> oh, that's with really my parents, cute. With my parents, I haven't come out to them yet, mainly because... Mm-hmm. I'm not to say that I'm in any sort of, you know, dangerous situation. They are the most accepting and I am fully aware that I am so privileged to be in a position I am with the parents I have because they are so accepting. Like my mum took me out for Costa. She was like, you know, if you're like girls, I don't care. And I was just like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And my dad was just like, like when I first brought Freya, it was my best friend Freya. That she was just like, oh, was that your girlfriend? I was like, no. She was, and he just literally said, oh, so you can't get girls or boys. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Jesus wow. Christ. That's, that's, that's quite, I mean, that's such a dad thing to say, to be honest. So I was just like, damn. Yeah. damn. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. it's been really positive. It's really interesting to think about how, lockdown has kind of created whilst like for some for a lot of people home can be a really negative environment but it could but lockdown has also for some provided the space for experimenting and exploring your own identity and I think that's quite cool yeah Um, because it's just like you're not having all these eyes on you and I know it sounds negative sometimes it can be you know, with my lovely little depression diagnosis that I got during lockdown, that was that was fun. But um, mm. sort of festering in your thoughts, you know, because yeah. with day to day life, you're constantly distracted. You're constantly this, that, no, 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 no. But when you're sitting there, you know, bored in a house, in a mini house, bored. I fucking, I fucking hate that song. Um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> when you're just sitting there and you're just thinking about it, and you're like, you're just looking in the mirror and you're just doing the same thing over and over again. You're just like is this really what I want to be? And also the idea of mortality, just like, who do I want to be? Who do I want people to perceive me as? Because I can be anything I want to be when I'm mm. in the house. Or I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's yeah, just, that's I think true. that's why. Mm. Mm. That's, that's really true. I wouldn't say I've like, I think, yeah, I think we've all become so changed quite a lot during lockdown and it it's been a really interesting time it's none of us have experienced anything of the like before so but yeah I'm glad that it's given you like space to explore your own identity and that everybody's been so positive um that's really good 
I'm glad yeah. about that. Yeah, like I feel like for everyone, like even people like me, I realised in lockdown, I was like, am I gender fluid? But then I went, no, I just have pussy and cunt everywhere I go. It's interesting because, yeah, gender identity, I think part of growing up and finding out about things is finding that gender expression is different than gender identity because I definitely felt like that when I was younger. I I went, as much as people like to tease me about it, I think it was quite a crucial part of my um, upbringing. I think it was completely healthy. I might have not gone about it in the best way, but I think it was healthy for me to explore my own identity was that I, you know, for a period of time, I, I, I thought that I wanted to be a boy and it turns out that wasn't the case. And it's just finding out that expression is different than identity. And I think that's quite exciting that it is because you yeah. can, if you want to be like, like Rain said, you, you can be literally whoever you want to be. And that can be both extremely daunting and terrifying, but also very exciting and freeing. Yeah. Because yeah. I think in, in reality, no one's opinion, no one's like opinion matters. Yeah. Mm. Like literally who, if you're making yourself happy, why would you care if someone else is like, what do you have between your legs? One, it's not their business. And two, why do you care? Mm. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Innit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I like stand by it that a lot of the time, because we wouldn't think about, or I presume we wouldn't look at somebody and think, oh, they're it. Or if we do, it's what we're conditioned to think. I saw this post one time that was like, the first thought, you think about somebody is what you've been conditioned to think. The second thought is what you actually think. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I think that when you think about it like that, like, do I think about like bad things about other people? No. I think you only really think bad things about other people if you want. To. You only want to if you're if if you almost want yourself to be better than this person and that comes out of own insecurity so it i completely agree people's opinions literally do not care and you kind of have to realize that yourself um to understand because i tried to tell other people that but just don't don't realize it everybody's too focused on themselves to actually care about other people yeah like if you serve pussy if you think you serve pussy and cunt you do Mm. you know uh-huh. If you have if you have that mindset, you if you're no, I think if people seem confident and they're like confident in their difference, like just don't be mean to mm. them. Just like leave them be. Mm. If they like if they like how they are, really your opinion means nothing to them. Mm. Confidence it's personally, is everything. Personally, mm-hmm. it's what I like to call the slim shady mindset because <laughs> oh yeah. Basically, it's just that life, like, there is a certain point in your life. You might not have had it yet, but there is going to be a certain point in your life. You will remember where and when you've realised it. But there's going to be a moment in your life where it's just going to, I don't, why do I care? And literally, Mm. you're just going to be, it's your mind is just, because you're going to (laughs) realise, I can do anything, bro, I can I can wear anything I want and it's just going to hit you and you're going to remember where I remembered I was in the car 
no, I was coming back from a rehearsal for, I do believe it was um, Rock Challenge, no, Rock mm-hmm. Challenge, um, School of Rock. Mm-hmm. And um, Miss had called me an annoying little girl because I was just being really happy and bouncy in the next room. She was like, oh, you're so annoying. Like, how do people, oh, hello. That was my battery. Anyway. <laughs> That's fine. Called me an annoying little girl. And I was just like, damn, I don't care. And literally that's all it was. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. And then I looked through my closet and I was like, wait, I can wear anything I want. It's such a weird thing. It just clicks in your head that it doesn't matter. And I think, oh, I need to buy my phone. Anyway, I think that secondary school, especially, well, in this country anyway, secondary school, um, we're all in that secondary school mindset. No matter what you say, and a lot of people in secondary school think that it's the world and that's all it's going to be. And all oh, these people don't like me. Oh, oh, But I think, you know, obviously I'm nearing the end. And obviously I'm done. You know when you've grown out of secondary school. You know when you've finally grown up and matured. Because you've got your little society. That's like everyone you know in that school. But the world is so much bigger than that. And you, everyone realises it at some point. And then... You're wearing a frog hat and a dress <laughs> and you've got Five Nights at Freddy's merch that you have no funds to buy, but you still bought anyway. That's just how it is. And it's I love that. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. I wouldn't be able to go back to secondary school now that I'm in college because of how different it is. And yeah, people, yeah, it's just realising people don't care or people shouldn't care and that it doesn't matter if they do care is so liberating it it does completely change your mindset like the people can think things about you every day because they always will because not everyone's going to agree with any everything you do to get what i mean but like is it really going to change what you're doing no are are you going to make yourself unhappy because other people will think you being happy is wrong this again with that with that slim shady mindset because obviously we're all sort of people pleasers. We're all like, oh, we're making them offended. But there's a point where you just like, what? Just don't look at me then. Don't interact. You don't have to. Because that's why I think in secondary school it's harder because you're seeing these people every day. So you're like, oh, I'm annoying them. Oh, whatever. But then in real life, you can choose wherever you want. Obviously, so to a certain degree. But you can choose who you want to interact with. There's work, obviously, in college, but still, that's very limited. And the world is so big, and you can just be like, okay, don't look. Mm. At, you never have to look at me again. You don't have to part up with me again. You can just leave. Yeah. You can just go. And yeah. that's what that's what I think more people will realize as they get older, especially our generation. Yeah, or I think some some won't. They will ch- still try and be best friends with their secondary school friends until their mid thirties, and then they have a midlife crisis. <laughs> I definitely feel like, as well, along with that, a lot of people don't realize how young they are. I, I think we all feel, fall into the trap of kind of forgetting that that we have so much yet to live we have so much or hopefully anyway you don't know you you could die tomorrow but anyway (laughs) (laughs) you 
<laughs> probably have so much left to live and so much left to learn. We're so young. Like, every time I realise that, it's like, oh, my God, I have so much yet to learn, and yet I feel like I know all there is to learn. Guys, it's, this is a great segue. People our age think that it, there's, they have lots of pressure on them to get in a relationship and, like, have sex and that. Especially queer people. <laughs> Especially queer people. Oh, I definitely think from... And also, like, can I just say, like, yeah, it was from about year 10 I realised that people shifted from just being in cute, like, in a relationship to people doing the do. Like, and just, yeah. But I definitely feel like with, with like, liking girls being a lesbian, there's just so much, like, it just makes me want to vomit sometimes because people sexualise lesbians so much even um it's it's become a thing even with some straight girls they'll be like oh i wish i was a lesbian oh i might just make up with my with my friend oh you know like it makes me want to vomit i just i kind of wish there wasn't of like fetish fetishization and like sexualization with lesbians at, at so young as well because it's crazy that people are invested in what like lesbians do at such a young age it just shows like you know obviously it comes from porn and stuff like that but it's just gross really yeah all, all, the, all, all things about lesbian straight men see is through the eyes of a straight man in a porn studio because they don't actually like lesbians which sounds like mean but people just see them through a lens and then they're like like they they see in porn they're like that's how lesbians are all the time but that's never how it is Mm. And it's like half of gay culture is basically sex and like all these weird fucking, not weird, let's say all these kinks and all these like fetishes. And that's all a lot of people talk about in the gay community. And it's honestly frustrating because they just reduce themselves yeah. to someone who just wants to have sex all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's also a lot of sexualization of gay men from straight girls. And yeah. that, and also, as a trans man, there is also a lot of forced. Hmm. I don't know how to say this. Basically, I'm wearing a dress right now. That's simply because I see it as an item of clothing that I feel cute in. But a lot of, especially straight girls that I've interacted with, have been like, "Oh my god, you're such a bottom," or "Oh my god," and like you know, just hmm. and these people, these people who I barely know. And I found it is especially it's the same with straight men and lesbians and sort of um, gay men and straight girls with like yaoi and that sort of. And you know, I've recently, ever since sort of accepting that part of myself, I've sort of gone into, you know, sort of TikToks and like um, gay positive TikToks, and I'm scrolling through and I'm like, where are the guys? Why are there only girls? Like straight, and it's just sort of like, I feel as though a lot of the reason why like it's a very superficial way of saying it but I feel like the reason why you know straight men are sort of attracted to that sort of lesbians and why straight girls distracted to gay men I think it's just as like instinctual as dude it's two penises and two it's two times what I like Mm. I, yeah. that's just something I've been sitting on for a while and it's very much 
like um i know a girl like a like a not a straight girl a bi girl who absolutely like loves yowie and that and she's like oh it's the um like she reads a lot of you know sort of that japanese yowie thai tv Mm -hmm. shows and that and it's very much the kind of oh how do i put it how wrong it is that's the way she put it yeah like um, knowing you're doing something wrong yeah and that's sort of like oh it's scandalous that kind of like secret and it's just kind of like that's really fetishizing a lot of what gay men it's like oh they're secretly together Mm. and all that's really hot and it's like but people have genuinely had to hide their relationships because they thought they might get killed. It's not the oh scandal yeah. that sort of thing. But I, think I completely it's agree. Was that as the oh it's two times what I like and that's why it's mm. hot. I I think that's reason as well because I um I definitely when I was younger like I don't know if you remember like Dan and Phil mm-hmm. I was I was a bit like that with them and I realize now it's it is kind of because it's like oh I like both of them so like let's ship them together you know yeah. it's 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 a bit like that and I, and I think what you're saying oh it's like my little secret that completely reminds me of call me by your name that oh, yeah. blew up with straight girls because that you know blew up with straight girls because it was like they're you know it's so cute they're having to hide it it's like their secret romance no it's not <laughs> you know like it just it's a pet peeve of mine and what you said about wearing um a dress it's uh, it kind of reminded me like people some people don't like the idea of a transgender person wearing like other feminine or masculine clothes don't oh, exactly align with their yeah, but it's how can like a cis man, but like Harry Styles, exercise his own femininity, and yet a transgender man can't? I don't get it. It's like if you're transgender, you can't almost. It's it's it goes back to the separation of gender identity and expression. Um, you can identify as a man but still be comfortable exploring femininity. It's exactly. You know, it's um, yeah, and yeah, the whole it's it's such a problem about the sexualization of the lgbt community particularly by i guess it's usually of people of the opposite gender who like you know it's usually by straight men and women sometimes it's within the community as well but it's like it 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 feels like a lot of the time queer people are reduced to people who just want to have sex and nothing more but people forget that that queer people are people you know they're whole- even queer people mm. forget that because look, mm. okay sorry to like drown out the conversation but some <laughs> no, it's mostly fine. mostly gay males my age right they don't actually want meaningful relationships like in well in my experience i've been on i've like had let's say four boyfriends and mm. two of them were only out to have sex with me which is really degrading if you think about it because so many so many boys I don't know about girls because I'm obviously I'm not a girl but like boys only feel like they're good enough to have sex with people and then leave because they've been deprived of like being loved for so long because obviously it takes a while for most people to come out and then they feel like they're only good enough to have sex with and that's so sad because that's showing that we 
that's that's basically showing we agree with how straight people see us, which is just like sex pests. Mm. And yeah. it's also like, what the that, fuck uh, is up with that? But it's also yeah. that uh, there was a debate a lot. I think it was on the internet where people were saying that people in sort of the BDSM community were turning up to pride parades. And there were people saying, I take my young um, like kids here, like my young gay child and my young trans child here. And that is the kink community. That's not the queer community. That is a kink. That's not, anyone can have that kink. Straight people get trapped, like anyone can have that kink. That is a separate thing. Because a young boy could be gay, a young girl could be a lesbian, and like anyone any age can be trans, but I think people just see. I think that's also the reason why people have a hard time accepting, obviously there's other reasons, but people have a hard time accepting um, children so young thinking that they're trans or thinking that they're gay because of that sexualization. Like, oh, you haven't had mm. sex, girl. oh, how would you know? How do you know that you're straight when you're young? Mm. How do you know? You just know. And also, I think, especially with our generation, there is a lot of, obviously we grew up with the internet. There's only so much our parents can do. We're exposed to a lot of sexual and often extreme kinks and that sort of stuff very early on. So there is even more of a pressure to have that sort of, really i'd hate to say it, but violent sexual like choking and yeah. like not, like mm-hmm. so much of that and obviously i see like people my age saying like oh you're not a top or a bottom you're 13 go back and i'm just like but that's what you were saying you're you shouldn't mm-hmm. be and that's how people get hurt and i hate like obviously i hate to generalize their declan but it's usually teenage boys taking it too far especially with the choking exactly my favorite favorite example of this is 365 days that movie (gasps) (laughs) where basically he obviously they're both consenting adults uh, consenting i think that's the most common there's a point where he just grabs her neck from behind and spins her around and kisses her and I feel like anyone can watch that. That's on Netflix. What is that? That's like an 18, 15. Mm-hmm. Kid, like, I know that from TikTok, from Instagram. Young kids are watching this, or kids, people our age. And boys especially are seeing that, and they're like, seeing the girls like the film, or just anyone likes the film. And I was like, oh, that's what they want. And that choking and that sort of sex being really kinky and really violent and really... but. And I think that's the real problem in the gay community and the queer community as a whole, that it's very kink driven and it's very sexualized. Yeah, and it's I don't get really why, because we, we have all these parades to show that we're people within half of them don't even treat their own like people. Mm. Exactly. And there's so yeah. many, and the whole point is that, oh yeah, we're trying to obviously help children come and help children feel safer to come out. But then it's like, come to the gay community we're, we have leather, we like to choke each other. It's just like, that's not, yeah. and it's yeah. gonna make, not, not homophobic, but just generally in, in, um, ignorant parents or 
that see that community and be like oh I don't want my child to be like no 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 you're not you're not and just sort of ushering the way hands over the years no you're not them no and it's just doing more harm than good yeah that definitely coincides with I think the like like you said the kind of the first generation to be exposed to social media and content from such a young age with parents that or with from yes my parents might put restrictions but there's ways around that and mm-hmm. exposure to to media I'm I'm so glad that I wasn't allowed social media until I was 12 13 um mm-hmm. but it's I think it does coincide with exposure to media because it's it feels like people are getting exposed and having kind of knowledge about sexual things from such a young age I think it's also like it's ruining our relationships with people as well as time because we're just like we only we only think we only see things on the internet which we think are real when basically 99% of the things you see on the internet are completely manufactured and fake I've only just realized that I mean I know it's I know already but it's only just sort of clicked because a lot of the people I follow like oh my god I want to be them or oh the hair's always perfect and you know, I've tried to cut my hair like like um a boy called Max online, Vomit Boy. He's like a really popular sort of alt creator. I'm like, oh, I wanna his hair's always like that. But I'm just like sitting there thinking, he's probably not always dressed in like hundreds of chains and huge boots. And he, his makeup isn't probably always perfect all the time. His hair's not always like matted and in a way that's you know perfect and just like on especially when I was on my story because obviously I ran a lot of my story and my close friends I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking this is a camera like I can remove the bit like I can play this video again I can pretend to cry or I, I can literally be anything because people aren't obviously I said that you know, expressing myself as anything is a positive thing. But as again, just seeing like just really superficial things, like whether I'm happy or sad, like anyone can fake that. Anyone can say, oh, this or the other, but like you're not there with them to see that. So you don't know. And it's yeah, just, just thinking about that, that clicks. And I was like, oh my God. We're told from such a young age that we have, you know, cyber safety, whatever, internet safety from such a young age. And yet it doesn't click like, it still hasn't really like I still look at things on Instagram and say oh I wish I looked like that but mm-hmm. it's and it seems so cringy because we're told it so much but it's so true and I've only realized it recently is that is that people only post their good days on social media people like you might see because I fall into the trap of going on my snapchat and seeing everybody out but in reality it might be a couple of people and they don't go out every day it's just that it's different people posting different days so in reality the person might only go out like once a week or something but because everybody else is going out once a week it seems like loads of people are going out but it's people only post their obviously if you're on private stories close friends whatever or if you're on a spam account they might not but people usually only post their good days that you know when they're feeling good and so it perpetuates this idea that we 
we are supposed to be happy and and content and pleased with ourselves all of the time um yeah and i yeah i completely agree it's it's just a huge there's also that sort of aesthetic culture that our generation has like oh this needs to be aesthetic or oh like oh she's so aesthetical and I was like when I was going through one of my darkest moments in lockdown I was like oh my god I need I'm just sitting here I'm like why am I dressed up why am I pretty why am I going out with my friends and skateboarding and you know going to abandoned house and like why are they doing all this aesthetic stuff and it was just that word aesthetic 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 the world isn't Pinterest people oh that's such, that's such a good way of putting it the world isn't Pinterest we're not all photogenic sometimes like like one time I was out with my friend and we were just going to a one-stop we were just sitting there and I was like I feel like we need to go and do something she was like why you're happy here and I'm like yeah but I just I don't know why we but should always be wanting more yeah and, and it's always got to be this life that you've put in your head from things like Pinterest and Instagram and TikTok mm. and like oh everything's got that soundtrack playing this is a coming of age movie yeah. and it's like you can just yeah we're forced it. to crave more and romanticize we're always trying to romanticize and we're always trying to even make our bad days aesthetic like you said like we're it's like even mental illness is romanticized at this point yeah because there's yeah. like there's like 12 year olds who are like i'm so depressed yeah <laughs> when they were like just sad for a day like sorry yeah. it's not how what it is on the internet it's not crying into a pillow yeah. doing depressed is much deeper than that and also like some people fake their lives for an aesthetic like stop praying to your rose quartz if you don't believe in it it feels like we're forced to just always want good days and always feel happy and even when we don't feel happy we should secretly feel happy because it's 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 cool to feel sad and it's but mental illness can be so ugly and so just not it's not fun it's not good it's not oh my god look at me it's it's, it's actually i have a little anecdote that declan is quite mm -hmm. aware of i used to love harley quinn okay <laughs> i've still got her comics i've i used to love her and when i was younger I used to take my mental illness and be like, oh, I'm crazy. And it's just like, oh, I'm so crazy. And oh, da, 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 or I've got this, this, and this. And I pretended and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I'm not happy. I'm actually, I'm actually sad. Or, you know, mm -hmm. I was that person back then. But I feel like there was a certain point deep in my depression that really did manifest throughout lockdown where I was sobbing. Um, in like in my room I couldn't I was heaving I couldn't I my snot was running down my face my eyes were I was a wreck I hadn't showered in mm. like a week I hadn't brushed my teeth I smelt horrible my room was disgusting like I'm not going to sugarcoat it there was my bin was overflowing I had plates everywhere and I just sat here and I was like I don't want this I don't want this mm. and it's just like Whenever I was depressed, I could always be like, oh, no, I'm happy now. You made me happy. And oh, everything's cool. And I got sympathy from you. And oh, I'm happy now. 
but then my friends are reaching out to me going are you okay do you want to do stuff I'm going out and doing stuff and I'm like this isn't working why isn't it working why isn't this stopping yeah and I was like oh god oh no I know this is getting really bad this isn't why I look so ugly I'm breaking out Mm -hmm. and it's like coming of age yeah coming of age movies make us it's almost like a happy happily ever after there are coming of age that don't do that like ladybird that doesn't really do that it's realistic but it makes us crave these coming of age moments almost like happily ever after you know like fairy tales like we just need somebody to fix us and that's so, so like, fake like um, there's yeah. no one no one's gonna run after you when you're on the bus in the rain to tell you they love you like come on yeah but yeah we'd like we're craving that like i've like when i was feeling low i just wanted somebody to to like fuel me and be like oh you know like and it would mean that I would use forms of escapism to be like oh I wish this person would just if I wish this fictional character would come and like fuel me but it's mm-hmm. it's yeah it is quite just bad we've veered very much off topic but I think it's such yeah. an interesting discussion it all really intertwines I think it's yeah all like all I'm okay so let's like just run this down all our media is fake we don't form real relationships um we are (laughs) there's lots of romanticizing um, mental illnesses which should happen um Mm -hmm. our generation is fucked yeah and lgbt people are more than just sex obsessed kids sex (laughs) pests but we can't see after that so um, I feel like this is a very good place to end because we've had a very good discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, my name's been De- my name's Deck, and this is M and Rain, and this was the Did I Ask podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.